Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, and welcome to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, the owner of Meraki Media Management. The End in Mind is a place where we come to share stories, tips, and strategies of many entrepreneurs, creatives, business owners, and just some people that aren't willing to live the traditional lifestyle. We talk about how to live outside of the box today and how to incorporate what really is important in your life to keep that end goal always in mind. Again, if you would like to reach out to me in any type of way, you can find me on Instagram at Meraki underscore media underscore management. And I hope to hear from you all soon. Thanks so much and enjoy our show. everybody. Welcome back to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, and I'm really excited to welcome a long-term guest that we've been waiting for this moment for a while. So thanks so much for being here today, Lisa. You bet. You bet. I'm happy to be here. We're excited too. And I know that you're going to share with us, you know, all things bookkeeping and how to really keep things organized as we get into the episode. But could you just start off by telling our listeners how you got into business, who you are, a little introduction? Sure. Sure. I'm Lisa Johns. And my business is full of grace bookkeeping. And I tell people I have a cornucopia of experience. Um, I've done everything from teach middle school science to run a training and development department. But I decided I wanted to be able to have more flexibility as my kids have gotten older and moving away a little bit and be able to go when they need me to go. So I started my business about two years ago and um, focus exclusively on bookkeeping and really love to help people who are brand new to business. Um, like I said, I used to teach and so I'm a trainer at heart also. And so I really like to be um, on board with people at the very beginning and help them learn and understand as they go. Yeah, that's so valuable. And I find the education piece is most of the time what I see a lot of bookkeepers missing with their clients, you know, um, and it can be hard to wrap your head around what numbers do I need to keep track of, you know, taxes, all of that. And I'm assuming that that's what you help your clients flush out on the system side. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's I'm surprised, too, at the number of other bookkeepers who don't spend any time trying to educate or or helping their um, you know fellow business owners understand what their numbers mean. And so part of what I provide is a monthly meeting where we, you know, we spend some time and we go through your numbers and 
Um, we talk about what kind of services are you providing and are they making as much money as you want them to make? And if not, why? Um, so we spend a lot of time talking about those things. That's great. So you are also a, a consultant for your clients as well. You can help them understand their pricing and where the money flows as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it really starts with that basic idea, Caitlin, of, you know, first of all, what is income? What is included in that number? Because a lot of people think that if they pull money from their savings account to start building their business, that they need to include that as the income of their business. And that's not income. And then, you know, the other thing is, you know, what kinds of expenses do you have? So we can we categorize expenses in two different places. And one of them is called cost of goods sold. And that's anything you do in your business that's directly related to the product or service you provide. So say you're a graphic designer or a, or a better a better example would probably be someone who helps build websites, but they have a graphic designer as a subcontractor. Um, that helps them with all of that display that goes on the website. Well, that's a cost of goods sold because that person is working directly on that service that you're providing. And so that goes in a different category than what we think of traditionally as business expenses. And those are things that you and I would have the same kinds of expenses, you know, our, our website, our um, bookkeeping software, our computers, you know, all of those things that we as business owners, all of us have to have in some form to do the business, to have the business. Those are what we call those overhead expenses. And if you don't categorize those correctly, then you're going to end up paying more in taxes because your costs of goods sold come right off your income. So they're the first thing that gets deducted. Oh, you have to have all of those things to do your business. So I'm going to calculate your tax based on a different number. So that's usually those two things are the first place I start with people. Let's make sure that your income is really your income. You know, not all that money you've been saving up for the last 10 years or, you know, that loan that you took out or anything. Let's make sure your income's your income. And then let's really take a look at what those expenses are, because the other thing cost of goods sold helps us do is it helps us to figure out that what we call ROI, you know, everybody likes their own acronyms, return on investment. So how much are you putting into that service? So are you really pricing it correctly? But if you don't know what the cost of goods sold are, if you don't know what that piece is, that goes into those services, then you're never going to be really sure about how much you're really making off of a particular service or product that you provide. So those are two big places that I like to start with people. That's such a great perspective because even in my business, you know, I was young and really excited with all the money. still young, please. All right. It was like, I was really young then. Like who even thought that I could, you know, do it. I'm like basically fresh out of the womb at that point from entrepreneurship eyes, you know, I'm an infant. Um, (laughs) But yeah, like the money was coming in. I got so excited, you know, and you want to outsource and 
you want to hire people and you're like, hey, maybe I don't have to work and I'll just take some off the top. You know, you get really jazzed by all of these ideas or things that you're hearing other entrepreneurs do. And then you can totally get yourself in a hole. You know, I did, which I'm absolutely fine to be vulnerable on the show and share that because I hope that someone like you would have helped me, you know, at a young age. Exactly. To say, hey, wait a minute, Caitlin, you don't need 10 subcontractors because you're not bringing in as much money as as it's going to cost to pay those 10 subcontractors. Yeah. Right. And then you're like, you know, you're looking at your numbers, especially come tax season some years, because that's how long it takes for you to really look at them, right? Let's just be honest. Like a lot of business owners, they don't look all year. You know, it's easier not to look. And then you get in front of your accountant, you know, and there's been many times where my accountant's like, Caitlin, you put so much money into this company this year. Like, what are you doing? You know, and that brings up what you're explaining with like, am I paying taxes on the amount of money that I poured in? And can you walk us through a little bit more of that sequence as well? Like, how do you know when you are maybe funding your business early on that that's not really like a payment because you're technically already taxed on that money from your personal income, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, the key is if you didn't invoice somebody for it, it's not income. You know, okay. if if it, it came in from someplace other than a, a customer directly paying you, it's not income. It's your savings. It's your it's a loan. I mean, a lot of people think that if they go out and get a business loan, that because that money is coming into their bank account, that they have to classify it as income. And it's not income. It's you Erica, know, support, you? Um, support okay. money right. that you've gone so out and gotten from somebody, but you didn't provide a service for it. You didn't provide a product for it. So if if you didn't do those two things, then it's not income. Um, you know, it's seed money. Yes. And, and those things are reflected on really high level reports, like the balance sheet, you know, those, how much money did you put into your business is going to matter if you're going to sell your business. But right now as small business owners, how much money you put into it is not going to show up on your profit and loss every month. And that's key because if you're like your accountant said, if you're pouring a whole lot of money into this business, then where are you bleeding that money out that, you know, you could be saving or you could be paying yourself? That's another place that business owners get stuck is I don't feel like I'm paying myself. And so one of the things I do is I make uh, a uh, category on their profit and loss every month that says owner's draw so that, you know, If you've taken money out for any reason, like I have one client who pays her, you know, the fresh, whatever that thing is called, where you get vegetables, Um, she pays that out of her business account every month. And so it's an expense on her P&L because I want her to see you've actually paid yourself, even though you haven't written yourself a check and moved that money from your business account to your personal account. Anytime you pay for personal stuff out of your business account, you're paying yourself. And so I need you to see that every month so that when you look at that bottom line, it may not be as big as you hoped it would be. But some of that is because 
you've been taking money out. So those are, right. you know, those are other areas. And, you know, and, and since I mentioned it, that whole idea of bringing a, a personal money out of your business account, please, nobody have a heart attack that the IRS is going to come after you because you've used your business credit card for a personal yeah. expense. That's okay. The point is make sure that in your system, it's categorized that way. It's okay to pay for something personal out of your business account, as long as you don't then try to claim it as a business expense, because it's not, you know? So that's why everybody says really, you know, sternly and strongly, make sure you have a separate business account. Well, it's not because the IRS wants that money to be separate. It's because they know <laughs> that we are fallible and that there are going to be times where, oops, I accidentally paid for my dry cleaning out of my business account. A way to keep that really separate is to have those two separate accounts. And I have had new business owners say, but Lisa, I don't have any money to open a new business account. You know, I don't have, I don't have $10,000 in my savings account to open a business account to then spend all that money to start my business. That's okay. As long as you keep track of that, as long as you're categorizing those things correctly, I ran my business out of our personal bank account for a year, you know, but I have a system where I make sure that all of the stuff that's for business is categorized for business. So, and you can do that as easily as an Excel spreadsheet, you know, um, it doesn't have to be complicated. Um, now, the more you put into the system that that keeps track of those numbers, the more you're going to get out of it. You know, you buy something robust and it's going to be able to help you generate those reports and see those things in a way that just putting stuff on an Excel spreadsheet is not. You know, I always tell people, don't 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 panic. The IRS isn't going to come after you. <laughs> so it at least so not for that. Yeah, right. Like many other things they make come yeah. out. Like, let's just be honest, right? right. But um, I said that to my accountant as well. I'm like, can I pay myself? You know, like the first few years, you're like, what am I doing? Like, this, yeah. it does feel so complex, you know, and I was working at another job, even though it was small family-owned nonprofit, I was still getting my paycheck and like taxes are taken out and I don't have to worry about the 20% or if you're in a different state or country, your percentage might be different. Just here in Philadelphia, that's our that's our sweet spot, at least for my business. So yeah, some people, like I can understand the overwhelm, you know, and the confusion Absolutely. that comes up. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. why I tell people, you know, you might think that the cost of a bookkeeper, you know, when you first start thinking about it is is more than you can afford. But then what I say to them is think about all that anxiety. Think about all of that time that you've been spending that you could have been spending doing what you love. Caitlin loves marketing and loves coaching. She needs to be doing that. She doesn't need to be spending her time. And I don't love marketing. So Caitlin's going to do my marketing when I get there, you know. Yeah. But those things, you know, do you started your business because you wanted to do something you really enjoyed. So all, yeah. outsource those things that you don't love. I mean, honestly, I hired my 25 year old daughter to do my social media posting because I don't Good like idea. to do it. But she's 25 and she knows how to 
you know, she's lived in Canva for the last 10 years because of school. So my background on my Zoom, that's all her, you know. So, I mean, you recognize those things that you do well and the reason why you, you wanted to start your business. And then look at those things that, you know, honestly, to to hire me to do your bookkeeping is going to be a lot less expensive than you think it is because it's it's the value of your time. Um, and and that's what really people have to look at. But on the flip side, you you don't know that if you don't know what your numbers are, you know, <laughs> I mean, if you're not really sure how much money you're making then yeah, you're not going to have a clue about whether you can afford to hire Caitlin or me, you know? So. Totally. And I think that that's, that's so like misconstrued, I think, or misunderstood in this industry. Like, like for the listeners, there's many times, and I can think I can speak for Lisa on this as well, where we'll get on calls and the client has no clue what their budget is. They have no clue yeah. how much income they have coming in, mm-hmm. or they also don't know what activities are generating income as well. And that's what Lisa can help you start to manage and start to see over time. It's so much more than even just, you know, taxes. Like if you think about how much time you spend maybe going back through your business account, if you have one, if not your personal, I can only imagine how much time that takes as well. You know, if you're not tracking it every day. Yeah. um, Sort all that out. Yeah, like until the end of the year, like myself, you know, I'll honestly say that I have like two days booked out for tax day and I dread it. Like it's so like, oh my gosh, I have to do this thing. And even everyone in my family knows they're like, it's Caitlin's tax day. Don't bug her. Bring coffee. Yeah. Everything's spread out over the dining room table. Like my grandma used to have it, you know, for their real estate business. It's like so funny. But in in reality, when I can hire Lisa, I will because I don't want to be doing that. It's like such a headache. There's so much time and energy that goes into it. But in conjunction with that, she'll also be able to show me like, hey, this is how much you're making. We can outsource X, Y, Z in conjunction with even the bookkeeping. And that's what I think is so valuable about working with you. Yeah, no. And I appreciate that. And that's and that's my sweet spot. You know, that's what I love to do is to most people are like, I don't want to look at those numbers. And I'm like, give me the numbers, but don't give me a blog to write. You know, I am not a word person, you know. So, yeah. And and that's where I get wound up and jazzed is, you know, how can I help you? How can we make this better? How can because I'm only I'm going to do better as long as you do better. So, you know, my goal is for my customers to grow um, for my clients to grow and their businesses to get bigger because the bigger they get, the the more I have to work with because then I got more stuff that I got to manage um, and and the more I grow. So, I mean, it's it's a and I think that's part of what sometimes we forget to as small business owners is that, you know, we still have that um, I'm working for someone mentality a lot of times and we forget that we're working with people. Um, I work with my clients. I don't work for them. I work with them. Um, and, um, you know, if, if they trust me with their numbers, um, then they're trusting me with those, with the bottom line of their business. And I'm going to do everything I can to support that and to, um, to make that a positive thing for them. Um, in addition to taking the stress off, 
you know, because, I mean, people get wound up about taxes and get their numbers together and all of that. And I'm like, no, I would love to do that. Can you, I mean, I'm one of those weird people, Caitlin, that I love to open the mail, you know? Yeah. I, I had a job once and they were like, you know, part of your job is going to be opening the mail once a week. And I'm like, really? All the mail that comes in, I get to open it? Very cool. And they're like, really? You like opening mail? Yes. You know, because you never know what's in there and you never, you know, and then you get to do something with it. And, you know, it's it's all part of the the process for me. So, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. It's like sometimes our zone of genius really does just bring us so much energy. Like even as you're sharing about this, it's so vibrant. And that's what I need, like in my business, just from an entrepreneurial leadership standpoint as well, like for my team, I want them to be excited. I want them to feel like, okay, Lisa has our back with the bookkeeping. So like we can all be over here doing our marketing thing and not have to worry. Like, it just creates this momentum. And that's what I think the listeners also can start to vibe with. It's like, that's the energy that you want with your business. The second something's giving me a headache, like I'm already thinking about outsourcing it, you know, because there's exactly. just no point in that, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's why we do what we do. I mean, because we don't want to be in that space where, oh, that feels kind of icky. I don't really want to do that. But, you know, my boss over here says that. I have to, or it's that part of the job description that says other duties as assigned. And you know what? I'm throwing all of that out. <laughs> you know, my daughter calls or my son calls and says, hey, mom, I need you to go to the, okay, I'll bring my laptop and we'll do it. You know, um, yeah. that's just been, and I tell people, I said, can you believe I've taken a week off almost every month for like the last almost year? I mean, completely taking a week off, like yeah. not taking my laptop with me, not, you know, and you can't do that. I mean, who else, who has 12 months, 12 weeks of vacation? Nobody. Right. Yeah. That's but because of what we do. Yeah. I mean, it, it all, once you get that system set up, it just runs. Um, and yeah. that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur. That's why we're all here. Like how you said, that is the goal, you know, to mm -hmm. get to where you are, where you can have the work-life balance and be there for your children. Like I'm the same way with my mom. If my mom needs me, like we're right around the corner. I'll be there in 10 minutes. Like how, you know, how much do you need me? I can be there in five. How long? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's the beauty of also, I feel like it's like living, you know, like we don't have to live in this little box anymore. Exactly. You know how amazing. Yeah. I try every once in a while to um, go someplace else to work. And I know a lot of people do that, but I'm so bad. I get distracted by people at the coffee shop. You know, I want to people watch. So I, people are always like, don't you go some, don't you go someplace else to work? No, I can't. If I, if I don't just sit right here at my desk where the work is supposed to happen, then I think I should be doing something else, you know, watching people or drinking coffee with a friend or something like that. So um, if it ever gets cooler, I'll go outside and work a little bit, but 
not right now. Too toasty. Yeah, for the listeners, if it's hot where you are, give us a screenshot, tag us on social media. Lisa's going to give us her Instagram handle in the next few moments. Uh, Let us know your temperature. What's it like near you? This will be coming out in fall. So hopefully by that time, Lisa, it will cool down a little bit. We'll add all of Lisa's contact information below. So if you're multitasking, you want to get in touch with her, you have bookkeeping questions, maybe you have questions about your accounting or taxes in your state or where you're located, Lisa, I'm sure could either help you herself or connect you with someone if need be. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to be a resource for people. That would be great. Is there a website that you want to list for us just in case people are, you know, like, can just type it into their phone? Sure. Right now it's um, Full of Grace Virtual Assistance. um, And that's A-N-T-S dot com, not assistance, A-N-C-E. Um, as soon it will change to full of grace bookkeeping. Um, when I first started my business, you know, you're never really sure when you're a virtual assistant, what you really want to do. Maybe I want to build websites or maybe I want to, you know, do somebody's social media, which nobody said ever, but at least not me. Um, but you know, now that I've, now that I'm focused specifically on bookkeeping, we're switching my website over, um, so that it's full of grace bookkeeping. So that it's real clear to people what I do, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. So for everybody for now, well, again, we'll have the links below. Get in touch with Lisa. If you need help with financial resources as well, she can really help you across the board. Um, so yeah, just like it- Caitlin. Yeah. 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 Just like Caitlin. I mean, she's got all kinds of people in marketing and coaching and, and I've got all kinds of tax and legal and, you know, in my bag of tricks too. So if there's anything you need help with, um, can certainly find somebody. Perfect. Yeah, that's great to know. And for the listeners as well, like when we are having guests on like Lisa and she is so open to connecting, please do it. You never know what's going to happen in your business. You know, there's many times in my business where I've needed legal advice and sought out legal advice. Um, and Lisa can really help you with that, even if it comes to, you know, laws and things like that that we're talking about that not a lot of us have a lot of education on. So take her up on this opportunity. We're going to have her links listed below. So hopefully you can connect with her directly on LinkedIn as well. I know that she's active over there. So thank that you. That one so I know how to get to you. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. And hopefully we'll see you very soon and have you back again to give us some more tips in the future. You bet. I'd love it. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to The End in Mind. I would like to remind you all, if you haven't yet reached out to me on Instagram, we are at Meraki underscore media underscore management. It will be in our show notes as well. If you would like to reach out to me, we always offer free coaching through Instagram based around our Instagram training and our business Instagram practices. If you need any type of support, please do not hesitate to reach out to me there. And we also offer several different types of consulting and training packages if you're looking for a little bit more in-depth tips. So thank you all for listening in. And of course, I want you all to keep the end in mind as you continue with your day and or work week. Have a great week and I will see you all next time.